Hello, and welcome to Smart Supply Chain, a podcast produced by ALOM, featuring industry experts offering insight and clarity on a variety of supply chain topics. I'm your host, Jennifer Duell. As an environmentally and socially conscious global supply chain services provider, ALOM offers Six Sigma quality, technology leadership, flexibility, and true customer focus. ALOM delivers its clients' products flawlessly, enriching the end user experience and upholding their brand reputations. Our guest expert for this episode is Brandon Marug. Chief Technology and Privacy Officer for ALOM, and we're going to be talking about data-driven supply chains. Thank you for being here today, Brandon. My pleasure, Jen. Brandon, I am so excited to have you on the podcast because I'm hoping you can answer a question that has plagued me for years. Is it data or is it data? Oh, that's a fantastic question. I love that question. The reason I love that question is there's actually a really great theory out there about what happened to that word. And you would have to know something about me to know how much that gives me a a smile on my face because I'm a big Star Trek fan. And Uh the story goes that it was data for the longest time. And then in the 80s, when they were casting the show Star Trek The Next Generation, They found a British guy to play a French character named Patrick Stewart. And the rule on the show during the table reads was the first person who said a word decided how it was pronounced. And they introduced the character Data. And the first person to say his name in the table read was Patrick Stewart. And he didn't say Data. He said Data. So from then on, it was Data. And so that was in the early 80s or mid 80s, I should say. And it took off, and TV was a big influence of kids like me at that age, and it became data. So that's what a lot of people think it came from. Okay, so do you say data then? I say data. I would never betray my my Star Trek nerddom by saying data. (laughs) (laughs) So you have answered the, the question that has plagued me for so long. Yeah, no, they, in fact, there's a lie. They, they paid homage to it in the show, even. They had another character called Data by that other name. They would say, Data. And, it would, and even though he was an android, it bothered him. They would ask, why does that bother you? And he had the simple answer of, one is my name, the other is not. Okay, let's talk about Data then. Data. In the context of the supply chain. I want to know, as a CTO for a supply chain company, Does data mean something different to you than it means to supply chain professionals overall? Maybe, yeah. I I think a lot of people have a pretty narrow vision of data, especially in traditional, what you might call stodgier, old school type industries, where they're thinking data is really KPIs, right? It's, uh, was I on time this week? Was I on time this month? How did my 3PL perform? Those kinds of things. And when I'm thinking about data, I'm thinking more about data as a deliverable in the supply chain, right? Or interwoven with the supply chain, along with the physical and the financial. So some of our entire business models at ALOM are completely digital supply chains where there is no physical product. And we have to treat that digital supply chain just as we would a physical one in a lot of ways where the product is digital and it needs to be treated as its own unique thing for each deliverable. In other words, 
One of our big customers at Alum is a completely digital delivery for a license file for maps in your car. And each car has its own file that is dedicated to that car and to that user. And we're making that authorization with that company and, and delivering that product digitally to the end user. And that's a digital supply chain. And there's data about that data, metadata. But I think data is a much larger thing than what most people would, would think about on the surface. I think people complain about not having enough data or not having the information they need, but that's not really what's happening today. There's plenty of data. Oh, it's yeah. just figuring out the best way to bring it all together and have it make sense and then being able to find reason within it or insights. Can you talk a little bit about that? You're absolutely right. We're drowning in data. And I'm not old, but I'm old enough to remember when data was a bit of a premium, where it was, oh my God, what if I lose my data? And now it's impossible to lose your data and I need to get rid of my data. It's so much data. If you talk about content creation, it's also increasing dramatically, exponentially. Even there was a statistic I heard the other day that said books are being written so quickly that if you were lining the books up side to side and then driving next to the increasing stack, you'd have to drive at about 90 miles an hour to keep up with the stack. That's what's happening right now. So there's a ton of data and we're all swimming in it. And it's all about data curation and presenting data in a way that is actionable and what people actually want to see. And of course, BI has been around for a while, business intelligence, um, but people are just now getting into what that is. And I think that came from the pandemic a bit. But now you have a lot of people who are used to seeing BI dashboards because they're looking at COVID cases or vaccine rates. So you're on your county's website looking at those BI dashboards. So it's getting much more into everybody's daily life. How are you determining what data is the most important to capture and to track and to monitor? So certain data, of course, non-negotiable stuff, right? Those are your traditional KPIs, your on-time delivery reports, things like that. And some of those things are even contractually obligated that we have to show to our customers. And of course, we do that. But we're certainly more interested in targeting actionable, exception-based data that tells you something is wrong. Out of a sea of right, there's a little patch of wrong that I need to do something about. And so we're looking for data that's close to the action, I call it, data that's happening right now, not data that happened necessarily last week. So we're looking at things like fallout from an assembly where a serial number is duplicated, for instance, or an order that can't make it out because the ship method is incorrect for that particular zip code or something simple like that. So servicing those alerts, servicing those, those actionable data points is really what we're focused on. I'm hearing two things there, that it is about the data that is occurring or the situation right now, not yeah. looking at historic data, and then also not looking at everything that's going right, but it's finding that one area where it's an anomaly or it's wrong. Right. It's like the opposite of a KPI almost, but more real time. And then, of course, as we're moving forward, getting more predictive and looking at things up the supply chain and seeing deliveries that could be delayed because of weather and, and things like that. Right. And that gets into the algorithms and machine learning and artificial intelligence, which is moving us along that path where today, whenever the data tells us that something's wrong, humans have to be able to notice that. Am I correct? 
I think for the most part, still, yeah. Certainly some machines out there and some applications can give you some pretty basic insight. A lot of false alarms, sure. If you look at other industries where this is happening pretty well, things like cybersecurity is doing a pretty good job of at least surfacing most of the actionable stuff out of the noise. In cybersecurity, there's so much data that's happening constantly. And without AI at least taking away 90% of that, you really have no chance for people to be looking at it. And that's going to start happening more and more in, in the supply chain industry as well, which is also very complicated and has a ton of data, but not quite as much as cybersecurity. But are we going to reach a day where the data is going to be able to make a decision for us? For example, today, perhaps the data will show us where things are wrong, but then a human has to say, okay, I see that this is wrong and this is what we're going to do. Is there a day coming where the data is going to be bubbled to the surface and then technology will say, okay, this happened, so this is going to happen? Sure. Yeah. Because I would call it orchestration where data pops up and a machine basically decides, oh, I need to expedite this PO or I need to cancel this PO and something as simple as that. And you called it orchestration. So I was thinking of the word automation, but that probably gets a little confusing in supply chain because automation means a little something different. Yeah, it does. And of course, there are people still probably involved with that. So even if the PO is getting expedited, The supplier on the other end is getting that signal and probably still a human is involved. But there's orchestration happening so that those signals or those changes are happening quickly and based solely on data. And for sure, that's happening now and it's going to happen more and more. And the big question is, is AI going to completely take over with that kind of situation? And the answer is probably yes at some point. Some things just probably are not ultimately predictable. Uh, and the cycles it would take to to do it would be prohibitive. And, and I'm a little bit too minds about this AI question. It's a fun topic for sure because the other the other thought with AI is that eventually it will be smarter than we are at the same level as we are smarter than snails. So that's hard to even imagine for most people, and that could be happening in our lifetimes. Tell me about some examples of how data is being used in new and innovative ways right now, especially to advance supply chain performance. One of the things we talk about is IoT. That's a big deal in supply chain these days. People are using the Internet of Things, basically these very small computers that are so small that they can fit onto your product and tell you where your product is, and how long it's been there, and if it's broken or if it's still working, we call that uh, hard data. So where are the things? Is it okay? And how long has it been in that place? And where did it come from? And then there's soft data. And soft data is more about what's happening in the environment, what's happening in the infrastructure around that product. Things like freight capacity availability, labor availability has been a huge thing over the past past year, right? the weather, these types of things that are coming together with the hard data and giving people a clearer picture of supply chain delays or potential issues due to those environmental factors. There's also other more fun things, something as simple as taking pictures of the boxes at the packing station for every single 
order that goes out for particular customers. We've brought to bear these cameras that are taking pictures of all of these boxes going out and even counting the items inside the box to give the operator uh, an idea that everything is in there. And then once that image is captured, it uploads to the cloud. It's available in our customer portal. It's available for uh, customer service reps where they can go in and see that picture of that of that box that actually went out and, and see what happened if they get a customer complaint, that kind of thing. How can you tell as an organization if you are behind the curve or if you're like right in the middle of the pack or if you're leading? How do you make that assessment? Yeah, it's tough for sure. Uh, and we certainly look for feedback both from our customers and our suppliers and our partners. And then, of course, going to industry-driven shows and looking at the technology that's out there. A good example of that is we were looking at cycle counting in the warehouse, a silly mundane thing where people go around the warehouse counting items and making sure that what the system says is there is what's actually there. And we investigated some ways of getting around people doing that by having drones do it, do that. Uh, so we actually worked with a couple of startups looking to have drones fly through the warehouse using cameras and AI to count the items and, and rather have somebody do it visually. And we went down that road for a while and we realized it was a little too bleeding edge, not quite there. It takes a lot of R&D effort and a lot of honesty with yourself, I would say, on what you think you can support and how mature the technology actually is. Data can be misleading. Can it trick you into making bad decisions? Oh, absolutely. And it happens. We had the flash crash in the stock market that was generated exactly in that way, where you think something's wrong and then you make an adjustment and it makes it look worse and it spirals out of control. We were constantly on the lookout for false problems, things that look like they're a systematic problem, but are not. Data to me seems to be overwhelming. Do most people feel that way? Yeah, I think it, when people start thinking about it, it feels overwhelming for sure. And looking at data, even that we're managing at Elam, it can feel overwhelming, sometimes even for me. For instance, we're managing about 2 million barcodes per week. And each of those barcodes are sitting on a product that's running through the warehouse and being scanned. That does seem overwhelming sometimes. Visibility is like this buzzword. Give me visibility into visibility. Visibility is cutting through all the noise in the data that's around and showing you what you actually want to see. It's the right report. It's the right chart. It's the right alert when you need it. That's visibility. Supply chain professionals, what keeps them up at night really is not knowing what's happening. They don't know if that supplier is going to be on time. They don't know if the truck is going to show tomorrow. They don't know if their order is going to get out. And that's the stress. That's what's causing the high blood pressure. And visibility is that word that people like me throw around to say, I'm going to take that stress away from you by giving you the right kind of view into your supply chain, the right kind of visibility into your data that gives you peace of mind that allows you to be responsive to what's happening in, in your supply chain. If we could take visibility out of our vocabulary, what word would you like to use to describe what supply chain professionals are striving for and what they really need and what you're trying to give them? Maybe the word is just comfort. Supply chain comfort. I need to be comfortable in what's happening in my supply chain and I need the information to make myself comfortable. 
Brandon, I really enjoyed our conversation today and learned a lot. And I hope that you'll come back on our podcast soon. ALOM's Chief Technology and Privacy Officer, Brandon Marug, will visit Smart Supply Chain again in January 2022. Thank you for listening to this episode of Smart Supply Chain. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information or to contact ALOM, go to alom.com. That's A-L-O-M dot com.